0: Welcome back to the Broadway Block. On today's episode, we're going to go over our losing streak. We are one for four in the last four games. What do you think we need to improve on? Why do we keep dropping these games to bad teams? And are we just not that good anymore?
1: I don't know. It's hard to feel like the sky isn't falling. You know, we're losing to some bad teams. I think the Jets lost and the Blue Jackets lost really... Kind of, you know, not you play to the level, but in a way, I feel like we went into those games, at least I did, with some really high expectations. The last-minute switch to Halak as the goalie, I think, will be a topic of conversation, though we do have some back-to-backs coming up. Um, And it's not as though I want to blame him for the loss, but there was some soft goals. I think that uh, we... Watched the team kind of break down in front of them for a little bit of it, but there were some stoppable pucks and I think that now you walk into a game against the Avalanche, which I would kind of put it as a statement game like, you know, we showed early on that we were able to bounce back after a loss Um, following that Jets game, you know, we came into the Ducks, but there was some things to walk away with that game even feeling like, you know, we kind of got lucky so. So in we-
0: Halak's defense, which I, I was upset with Halak, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was pointing the loss at Halak, but we've had goalies that have shown up and played lights out. Like goaltending has been a problem for the Blue Jackets, and no one saw Tarasov like coming out with a game like that. We had opportunities. I think maybe if one of those goals had fallen in the first, I, I know we were. There was a point where they hadn't even had a shot on net. For the first like four and a half minutes of the game, Um, Trocek was shooting all over the place, but none of them were falling. So I think a couple plays, if they had gone in that first power play, if we had really capitalized on it and really jumped out to the lead first, could the game have been different? Yes. But that being said, we still should be able to climb out of a two nothing hole, three nothing hole against these teams that aren't as good as us. And be able to come back and make a statement. Win. Was I upset with the Zach Jones pass that st- um gave them their first goal in the first period? Yes, he should have never passed that. um Will he get better as the season goes on? Yes. Should we be maybe starting Hayek? Yes.
1: <laughs> Do you think so? You want you would have Hayek?
0: I, I, I at first after watching Zach Jones preseason all all season like all preseason. I was like, no way we should ever start Hayek again. But Zach Jones looks like he's a little shaky out there. He looks like he's trying to play be more of an offensive defenseman, which is great if it's working for you, if, like, you know, your name's Adam Fox. But he hasn't been clicking out there. And he's playing with, you know, Schneider. So it's not like he has a veteran out there who could, like, help him out if he gets caught caught in a situation. He he did hustle back in the rush from that bad pass, but it was too little, too late. How do you think Zach Jones has been doing out there?
1: Well, Their five on five numbers, the Jones and Schneider are pretty raunchy. To be to be fair, I I think we had mentioned needing a serviceable pair as that uh, fifth and sixth defenseman. That that third pairing defense is going to be like absolutely you need a veteran rough. defenseman. Yeah, and then the other thing is, it's not exactly like we've been seeing the best accountability and defense from the team in general so it's even scarier it's it's one thing when you're pretty locked up on the top four which the roles are pretty well spoken for the 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 players that are in those roles are, are more than likely going to stay in those roles um but it's not as if they've been lights out and it's not as if the team around them has been lights out so it's a, a lot more of a highlighted issue when the pair isn't doing so well i think out of the gate i'd have to agree with you that hayek Um, and Jones were essentially the two that we were debating between Um, and I probably would have went with Jones as well Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Hayek go in there just because of their bad numbers and because of a few moments that we can highlight where it wasn't the most responsible thing to do with the puck and again it's just always down to just get the puck on the net it's it's a much different play if the guy has to come 200 feet it's a much different outcome of the game if you get one of those to tip in or or you know jones manages to squeak the puck through all those bodies but uh. it's an
0: overall all performance like you know for the second goal we couldn't clear our defensive zone to save like anything kako finally got a clear it was an icing they brought it back to our zone then halak let in a softy like that it was 30 40 seconds stuck in our zone and then of course all we could do was get an icing boom comes back easy goal for halak to save he lets it in to nothing when we know how it went down the rest of the game.
1: It even had that feel like it wasn't coming back and not in like a tilted ice way. just not like we just didn't have the energy and you can't even blame the schedule for this one. At least with the Jets game, there is a little bit more that went into it. I mean, we just flat out were outplayed. They were, were on one gate, one
0: day rest. We were on three days rest.
1: Yeah. And I think we were, again, not blaming the schedule here at all, but we just we didn't have a game rhythm. We just were flat. You know, we looked. Like we were talking about it before we even started, but that Jones pass looked like he was in practice. It's just like it was kind of like lackadaisical. ago. I think you want to get Looking it out for of three on the
0: power way. play.
1: Yeah, but you you can't you can't win games if you're not scoring goals. And you know, Bred continues the points um production for for Artemy, but um you can't. But he just didn't rely. look he didn't
0: look like the Artemi he has been on the power play. Like the goal he did score was uh. He just received that puck like right in front of the net and he capitalized on it. Like, I can't even say he made a great play because a couple of plays before that, the puck had been bouncing on his stick and got away from him, got out of the zone. I, I the only reason I, like I said, is because he received that pass right in front of the net, right there, and it was a five on three.
1: I'd be interested to see the the length of the leash um, with with how long we go with the same lines because I I kind of did talk about this before the season started about that ten game uh, ten game in buffer where you feel out the the lines and you know being that everything wasn't sort of set in place I think that now you're starting to see a team that if we have another game or two where we lose that maybe this is when we start juggling the lines and and things can start looking a little bit uglier. You have the Avalanche coming up. And that's a game that you're gonna really have a, a true showing for this team and see what you have because the writing's on the wall for that Gorgie. <laughs> Igor versus Gorgiev oh matchup, it's gonna be yeah. epic. And of course he, they couldn't be playing us in a better time for, for them uh speaking because they're off to the races. Their team looks like it did in the in the in the finals there and and we're dropping games that, you know, we can start even writing them down now that um come come April we're gonna be looking for these points, you know.
0: And especially like in the Sharks game, Igor did not look as sharp in that game as he normally has. Obviously, we were excited about the first two wins right out the bat for Igor. But what do you think's going through Igor's mind right now?
1: Igor necessarily wasn't who I would blame our losses on. I would say if any of the games stood out to me, the Ducks game, I felt like there was a few moments where there were some sloppy rebounds and some of the goals, you know, when we were up by so many, I felt like the team kind of collapsed a little bit around him. And you start to see that, um, you started to see that with Henrik when the, when the team stopped playing defense around him, you know, he kind of not gave up. He's too competitive of a guy to give up, but you know, it's hard to still do that job when nobody else around you is helping you. And I feel like we've seen some moments early from Shosturkin that I don't want to put all that blame onto him but the team has just not looked um defensively sound around him and is allowing for enough chances per game but if you look at some of the games we really weren't tested awfully much and the other thing too is like what are you, what a year so far it's been for like the ghosts of former rangers like this is all leading up to this gorge give game like <laughs> Quinn comes in, gets that the first win of their season against us. I mean, you, you can't even orchestrate it a better way. Zouk scores the goal in the, the wild game. It's like... Vetrano what,
0: gets the goal in the Ducks Vetrano game.
1: with the Ducks, dude. We, we're just getting haunted by these guys. And, like, and then
0: we got the Islanders right after, like, rivalry game. Like, and, and we don't have Gagorgiev, who always had the Islanders numbers. So, like, obviously you're going to have to put Halak in a back-to-back game there. And here's... What is Halak's leash looking like? Like, if he drops two more, are we going to get Domingue?
1: Halak is probably going to hold on to that role, barring an injury, in my opinion, at least. Um, I would say that as of right now, he's definitely our number two, but that's probably why we went out and went out of our way to get a guy like Domingue. We saw what he could do in the playoffs that when called upon, it doesn't matter. He's still going to treat every game situation um, like it's the same and still prep the same. So I think that that. That goes into it as well. You you want somebody who's accountable on that back that back end. That's always just gonna, you know, be ready. But, um, but you never know. And I think this is why we went out and did that because, you know, we've said it from the start of the season that this team is really scary if you look at it on paper. But you start to scratch a few of those names off the list from injury or whatever, it starts to look pretty pretty hard to fill those gaps with It's who's looking like
0: football. it's a bad situation with the Filipino one which for me watching that play play happen didn't even look like he got hit that hard it just looked like he got twisted up I've seen him take uh, bigger scrums to the board like boards than that so that that's a little alarming they said he's out for four games so who's going to jump up to that third line center Goodrow
1: well it looked like Goodrow was in that place um the wingers might fluctuate a little bit, but it does look like the fourth line is going to stay relatively intact with uh carp on the, on the bottom line center, who again, I felt like was quietly good. Um, I agree. And, and Heedle's numbers actually are, are some of the best on the team. If you look at um, especially chances and his shooting percentage, it, it feels like for Heedle, it's just the same as it was last year with Kako, where it, this is just a really untimely injury because he was starting to put it together and starting to you know get rewarded on the stat sheet, but I think for um for us it's sort of going to be a test because that you know we've talked about the the gaping hole on the on the wing. What happens when you lose a guy down the middle? Which, on the
0: center position, which is even even worse for than right wing for us.
1: Which is also something that you know if you want to highlight our success is what brought us to where we were is that we had the depth to roll, you know, lines that could all be competitive in that third line especially. Um, even though the kids have departed from that line, um, which kids is have, good to Kids see. have looked
0: good. Kids have, kids look have good.
1: looked I think have looked very good. I think, I
0: think Kako had a great game yesterday, even though despite the loss. Yes.
1: Kako, I felt, was has been strong in the puck this whole season. I feel like those two getting, Laugh and Kako specifically, those two getting time on those lines are going to be the story. Um, but them not being the bad performers are, I don't know, what's better. You know what I mean? It's like, is it better uh, that, uh, no, that they're, I was they're not the ones thing. we're looking at? I think the top guns, not scoring in the last few games is, is, you know, going to be, the, the, you can't expect a 52 goal season out of Kreider, but I, I was about to say can, Chris
0: crickets Kreider. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think you can expect 40 goals out of Mika. I think you can expect 30 goals out of Kreider. So these guys um, are not 60, assist, 60 assists from Panera. Uh, you know, that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be unheard of. I, I feel like. Our our prediction of a hundred points is still well on par um, for our Tammy Panera, and I think that that's not an unrealistic number for him to hit at all. But it's going to need some support because right now he's he's the only one doing it. But as far as um you know, you mentioned goaltending and like where we sit um w- with Halak at this moment, I mean with these back to back games, we're really going to find out. And I I don't want to be in that familiar, all too familiar Rangers feeling of like. Oh, we don't have our starter tonight, which is like the the quintessential, you know, thing over the last like decade is just terrific goaltending and then kind of a question mark on that back end. And we've been lucky over the years to have people that have molded into that role and kind of accepted that role or moved on to other teams to be in a number 1 role. Um but Talbot, like, Here's
0: this is the first year we've actually had a veteran backup that yeah. like he he isn't moving on to another team. Like this is He's making another contract after this, but he's one injury away from retirement, too. Also bad injury, per se.
1: Yeah. I I mean, how hungry is Halak to prove that he is a number one? You know, probably not as hungry as a guy like Gorgiev was. Um, But we'll see, man. I I, I think that ultimately speaking, you had to move on from Gorgiev. But um,
0: it's not it wasn't fair to Gorgiev. Like, he could be a number one guy like, you know, and he definitely is showing it with Colorado. Speaking of other teams, have you seen the implosion of what's been going on up at Vancouver?
1: Oh, my goodness. We were talking about Miller. Yeah, Um, I was
0: about to say, does that mean uh, maybe a JT like
1: (laughs) rejuvenation for us? I I mean, this would be the time to buy while his value is not so high. But he's yelling uh, at Luke Shen, like, send him on down. So that whole situation is also a, a product, in my opinion, of not Pulling pulling the plug and calling it what it is, and it's a rebuild. And you and you don't.
0: Yeah, you said you said that last year. You were like, you, they really don't know what they're doing up there. Yeah. They're retooling, but they really needs to be a rebuild. You called that one,
1: dude. You like you know you need to be, and I, it's one of those things that make makes you really appreciate the way we did it. You know, we there was a lot of honesty involved in that, which as a fan, I don't necessarily know if we're entitled to it, but I I do really appreciate it because I feel like. It really set the level of expectation. Which, like, you work in hospitality, you work anywhere where there's a a service and a and a good being provided. You know, there is a level of expectation, and and we are consumers as as sports fans. So I think
0: I, uh, I appreciate the Rangers let us know more of what was going on than David Quinn.
1: <laughs> they they were they were much more <laughs> transparent. I mean, we've always had that <laughs> with with our head coaches, unfortunately. But I think as an organization, to know the direction is key, and I think um, it also you know, it also goes to show how much of a pulse we had on our on our own team and the teams of the league. You know, look at some of those conditional trades um, with McDonough going to the Lightning. If the Lightning had won a Stanley Cup in either of the two previous seasons, we would have gotten a fir- an additional first round pick for McDonough. Look at what happened the next two seasons. They win two Stanley Cups. The Dallas Stars, when we traded Zuccarello to the Dallas Stars, there was another condition in the pick that the pick would have been upgraded should they made the top four in that season. You know what happened the next year? They made the top four. The, top the, four. the Andrew Kopp situation where we said, hey, maybe if this puts us to the point where we're a little bit over the edge and we get into that, that top four position, we'll give you another thing. And you know what happened? We made it into that position. So it's like... The managers of the of this league—they're not dumb. They know exactly where they are, and they know exactly where the other teams in the league are. So, it it just also speaks to like who's who's not getting the picture here. That like,
0: wait, wait the- would these games be different with Vetrano and Cop out there?
1: I don't know if they would, man. Because I, I added don't see-
0: that extra spark last year we needed that we're looking like we're missing right now.
1: I now I could have been sold on for for cap reasons, no. I could have been sold on a Mott reunion because of the guys, like we gave league minimum to VC. And I think that we could have made 500 K appear somewhere. And there's also something to be said about some of the guys that are on those bottom roles being overpaid. And I know we've had the conversation about people that we think are going to kind of move on too. So um, the goodies
0: are only Stanley cup champ on the team, right? You gotta have at least one of those guys.
1: When when you look at the team, the way it's built right now, it, there's a there's a huge financial commitment to guys like Goodrow. there's a huge financial commitment to guys like trochek and it leaves us in a spot and with mika and panarin and Kreider, it leaves us in a spot where there's not a lot of wiggle room so for guys like mott that could have been a spark plug type player that that could be defensively responsible come up with the big goal and not be paid too much i think that there is some merit to say that that could have been accomplished now, Do you
0: think Heedle's working himself towards a bridge deal now that with this injury, same as season as Kako kind of thing?
1: Now, Heedle to me, is one of those guys that is not going to bring you that level of play. Is he going to be electric? Is he going to be fast? Of course, we've seen great moments from Heedle, but I don't think that the spark plug work ethic type player is there because of the way that he plays, but... That's not to say that we're not going to see a, a career year from a guy like Hedo and hopefully he can rest up from this injury and be healthy for us soon. Cause I, I really, I got to think it's only a concussion, mild concussion or something. They said it was so a head injury so. because he was just starting to put it together. And, and this is what we see time after time again with, with these guys that are like striding into their confidence. But, um, a guy but like I, Hedel, Cac-
0: it, it Look, it, it well for whatever reason with Kako sitting in that game, put him back out on the top line like he looks like a different player giving him the bridge deal yesterday he he had good shots he had opportunities he had a couple uh, nice uh, passes across the net for people that just didn't fall he also looked good defensively mind you that one play I mentioned before the icing that gave them the second the face off back down in our zone Um, other than that he looked like he was hustling back on defense a couple times and everything so kids kids look good but. We need these veteran guys, and that's where you know sometimes a spark from a Vitrano, a cop, a Mott, like a veteran type player from another team, waving Dryden Hunt, ended up saving us almost 800k worth of cap
1: space. I see. That's a that's a good one then.
0: He got picked right up right by the AVS right away. Yeah, the next four games, it's uh, we only got one win, totally winnable game against the Yotes coming up, but other than that, back to back games, and then. We go play the Stars.
1: Yeah, the Saturday-Sunday rollover is going to be difficult, too, because that, that Yotes game you talk about, it's winnable, but we that's what we've said the last, you know, about the Sharks game, about the Jets game, you know. Um, I think it's also different walking into this Colorado game as a 3-2-1 and one team and not a team that's, you know, 5-0-1, oh, because if you, you know, if you bounce off of this avalanche loss, which I'm not going to not going to give up all hope but let you know let's say you walk into this game and, and you get disrespected i mean how much confidence could you possibly have walking into the islanders as three three and one the metro is looking really tough right now especially with some teams overperforming because we had i think everybody had the flyers at the bottom of this division this i don't think is sustainable but the metro being difficult what a you know what a surprise there it's it's always a difficult year and last year it was pretty clear cut who the top four teams and the, and the bottom four teams were, but I don't think we're going to have that luxury this year.
0: Sammy Blay really hasn't delivered for us. He's been really, it really
1: hasn't. Um, and, you know, you get a second round pick and, you know, I'm sure we're going to be excited about some of these guys that plug in to, you know, cause you, you really do need to draft at the top of the draft. If you're not going to draft first, you really do need to draft at the top of it. So I feel like, you know, to get a, a, a pick like that is good, but, it's still underwhelming, and I feel like you still see the signs of us needing a guy like that and do we even have to go out at the deadline last year and pick up a guy like vitrano and cop if you know if we already had a guy like that um shooting the other thing they is- brought
0: fresh life into the into the the Rangers, which like you know, we were winning, but we kind of looked stagnant. Some of those yeah. games like looked like they could have been dropped, even though we were winning because of Igor was keeping us in those games. Different so
1: mentality when you when you have a new guy in for sure.
0: Well, we we have a lot of time between now and March third. Obviously, Drury's already thinking ahead, waving Dryden Hunt that like we're gonna need to address the winger, we're gonna need to address our veteran defenseman, and we are gonna need to address that lower center position.
1: Does Booch? probably not play on the top line right now. I mean, like, it it would really still handcuff us, you know what I mean? Well, it would have handcuffed
0: Caco's development for sure because, look, we need a right-winger, so Caco's the man up for the job. Like, I think Booch probably would have been playing on that first line. So I I don't think Caco maybe never would have made it to the first line. Maybe the kids' line would have been a thing for going forward, but would that have stunted Lafreniere's and Kako's development, probably without Sammy Blay really working out. I think we we almost look like we lost that, even though maybe cap wise, we weren't going to be able to keep Booch anyway.
1: No, I think it was an underwhelming return. I think oh, that underwhelming. OK, we, I thought you said overwhelming. I think that we we over we overestimated Blay in that we felt like a second was enough. And I feel like the conversation starts and ends at a first. If you look at the price that people have paid over the last few deadlines and the fact that we didn't really necessarily need to do that and that we maybe like revealed our hand probably, but the thing, you know, think about. But Blaine
0: not being like a first or second liner really changes the whole swing of things. Him only being like right now, he only looks like a fourth liner, right? Plug right now for us.
1: Correct, and what I what I was gonna say about Bouge is that like I don't think he could play on the third line. Whereas a guy like Vitrano, you could play him anywhere on that. You can play him
0: up or down. You're right doesn't, about that. It
1: doesn't matter, and he, and he can be a shoot guy on the power play. He can kill a penalty because he's got a great back check. He's just he's one of those guys that you know when you move on from guys like that that are utility players, and then you you get guys that are kind of niche players. Where like. We kind of knew that Blay was like a a fourth line, grittier type of player. We kind of knew that Booch was that um, more than likely going to play in the top line type of player. It's just that, you know, when you think about a guy like Vitrano who could play on the top line, who could also play in the third and kind of who who, who shoots first
0: every time and like drops half of them like that.
1: I think that the happy compromise is somewhere in the ballpark of you need a guy that you can pay $3 million that won't take it offensively if they slide up and down. And I think when you when you have a guy like Booch, I think he knew the player that he would become if he moved onto a team that would always respect him and appreciate him as that top line right winger. And it just wasn't in the cards with with the lotto picks.
0: If Goodrow started scoring more, would his value like be more in of a return for us then meaning like we are paying him a good amount, three million, like down there, would it be, you know, to have him be able to swing up and down, not really care that he goes up and down lines and be able to score. Would it make it less hurt his cap hit?
1: Well, I, you know, I don't love Goudreau's cap hit, but I do. I do know that if we didn't have a guy like him down there and we had just some random guy and that money was being spent on the top line that everybody would just be saying, well, we need to address our, you know, third line depth because we need a, a, uh, a four checking penny pen- penalty killer, but cause it's like, you really can't have all of it. You know what I mean? It, and you have to be lucky in a way because your young players have to slot in accordingly. So it's like, you know, we always talk about going to get that guy that can come in and be a veteran present. So it's like, I think with Goodrow, you just lock up the guy who became available essentially. And when the lightning win win like that i think i think
0: every they steal year, away a player from the lightning like yeah that, that Definitely every them.
1: year you got a knock on the door of the team that just won and say okay what's the collateral damage who what's the you know because clearly there's something with that that one player specifically that had it in them and and also goodrow i think is an embodiment of the team that we want to build moving forward it's the reason why we went out and got reeves it's not about the now it's about setting the culture in place and I think that those guys certainly do that. Um
0: how do you feel about the 503 and 3 lightning down there? Makes me makes me makes me get a little smile what's going on with us at least they're having, you know, their own issues.
1: Well, I mean it it again goes to show you it's any given Sunday. It's like this this team this team's going to lose some games too, but and, and every team it, it that's what makes the sport fun, man. Like every team should be able to win. It's not like other sports right it, it's it's cool that a team can just kind of get you one night and also um that you can kind of see what you have when you pin yourself up against one of the league's best but um do I still think that we're a great team yes is the sky falling no i think that even even whatever happens with these two back to back series that we have coming up because there's the there's the tuesday wednesday and there's the saturday sunday i think it's it's going to be cause for alarm if we don't win all four games you know like what you know, if we maybe... go
0: one and four again oh
1: my goodness i you know again i don't think i'd i don't think it'd be panicking I'd, i certainly want to enjoy my pain i think i, I would su- I'd, su- I'd suffer as much as anyone listening but i think that um we're we're in a good position and that, that the sky is not falling that's what i'll say
0: all right steve looks like that's all we have for today thank you for your time let's go rangers let's get it boys